Hello, and welcome to The Church's Radical Reform, a series exploring the historic process of change that Pope Francis has begun in the Catholic Church. Things have now reached a critical moment for the global synod process. The discussions that have taken place in Catholic communities across the world have seen repeated calls being made for the Church to reimagine how it carries out its mission. A number of themes are emerging which people believe demand urgent attention. The use of power, the inclusion of marginalised groups and the role of women. Disagreements are also spilling out into the open. In the firing line is the German synodal pathway, which has shown a determination to tackle a number of contentious topics. But bishops in places like Poland and the United States have taken the extraordinary step of writing open letters, warning Germany that they are heading for schism. One thing is clear about the Synod. It's offering an X-ray into the Church, into its disagreements, its fears, its internal battles. There can be no more hiding or wanting to turn away from reality. The path to renewal is going to be a very uncertain and very bumpy ride, and some elements in the church are simply not willing to get on board. To explore all of this in more detail, and to get a better understanding of what's happening, I sat down with Cardinal Mario Gregg, the man tasked by Pope Francis with overseeing this process, and who runs the Synod office in Rome. You might expect a cardinal in his position to be nervous worried perhaps about what has been started. That wasn't what I found. Instead, Cardinal Gregg sees the disagreements as part and parcel of a synodal church. What worries him most are those who are simply not engaging in the process or wanting to stop it altogether. Here's what he had to say. Thank you for joining me uh, to discuss the synod process and where we are almost six months on from Pope Francis's launch of this unprecedented event, uh, at least in the last 60 years in the church. How are things going so far? My overall impression is very positive because from the signals we are getting at our secretariat uh, in various parts of the church, of the globe, and there are signs that the people of God is gradually uh, understanding the importance of this uh, synod. Just to give you an example, um, I two months ago I sent a letter to all the episcopal conferences, no, asking them to send a, a forward um, a report about what they are doing in the diocese. 98% of the Episcopal conferences have appointed a referent. There's definitely uh, a huge interest, there's a lot of momentum behind this process, but at the same time there are some concerns. There are, and, and it's normal. It's normal because I think that for all of us, it is a learning curve, yeah. no? Because as you said earlier, this is the first time, no, that we are, we embarked <laughs> on, on such a, a wide spectrum uh, experience of synodality. 
I am hesitant to call it consultation phase. Mm. No, in fact, it jars to my ears when I when I hear my colleagues um, calling this present uh, phase as consultation. Why? Because we are already in uh, in a, a scene. <laughs> this is already part uh, of the Senate, which is something that it wasn't in the past. In the past, there was a questionnaire, there, was, uh, there were preparatory meetings, but no, now whatever uh, will be submitted by the Episcopal conferences and by the diocese forms are acts of the Senate. Some people in the church are saying, oh, this Synod is all about changing the church. And then some people are saying this synod will not change anything. First of all, it's not true that nothing will change. I can tell you that there is already a change in action. Because what is the aim of this synod? <laughs> Somebody is still asking. We don't know what is the objective of this uh, synod. It's clear for a synodal church. Mm-hmm. to create more uh, communion, more space for participation, for a mission. Mm-hmm. Don't expect <laughs> any particular or final document. Obviously, there will be, no? But I am satisfied with the process already uh, going on. The Synod is not going to finish in a few months or even a couple of years. As part of the process, churches across the world are being asked to submit individual reports to Rome, which will then shape the discussions that take place during a global summit of bishops in the Vatican in October 2023. Now, there is a tendency to think that after that summit, a final document will be written by the Pope, published, handed around, everyone can read it and then get back to business as usual. But this is highly unlikely. Francis has repeatedly talked about a church that becomes synodal. That means a church that is constantly listening, always looking outwards, and one where bishops, priests, and ordinary believers are all jointly responsible for the church's future. But to get there is going to take time. This means that October 2023 is really only the starting point of a much longer journey. Cardinal Breck was clear that the Synod does not have an end point. And do you think it's going to go beyond 2023 and the, the Synod? Well, that's something, uh, sincerely, I cannot, I cannot um, answer, no? Because it's not within my sure. remit. But uh, I think, yes, that the, the Synod has no end. There's, there will be no end for this because once the process uh, has started, now it will proceed. Sure. Even beyond October 23. We've already seen in the Synod the inclusion of some voices that in the past may not have been included, the LGBT groups. Such. How important is it to include people and how much is that already a sign the Synod is working Listen, the Holy Father is inviting the church, the people of God, to participate, 
to speak out because we believe that the Holy Spirit is present in the baptized, but not only in the baptized, mind you, but especially in those who received baptism. And the Holy Spirit is active, is alive, mm-hmm. and he can can and wants to communicate something to the church. So nobody is excluded. All are uh, invited to participate on one condition, that we seriously want to be disciples of Jesus Christ. There are people who say it's great that the Synod's about listening, but can we also discuss some of the difficult questions in the church, the role of women, uh, power and authority, these questions that are sometimes very contentious. Is there the space to really discuss and deal with these difficult issues? Nothing should be left under the carpet. Why? Because for me, the uh, theme of the synod is clear. For a synodal church. Then once uh, the church adopts this synodal style, this synodal mindset, Mm. where all the people of God in various level, levels uh, participate according always to their charism and ministry, then I believe that we'll, we will be in a position to address issues like those you are uh, underlining. I'm not saying this to exclude or to hold somebody from, from presenting an issue for the consideration of the Holy See. Mm-hmm. No? Uh, and our Secretariat can guarantee that all the material that will reach to our office will be submitted to the Holy Father. Okay. I repeat my, my personal belief that unless we become a synodal church, then it would be more difficult to address and to go more in deep theologically about certain uh, issues that people are raising. What Cardinal Greg is saying is that there needs to be a change in mentality inside the church. While the Synod is going to address the difficult topics on sexual teaching, the use of power, the role of women, what is also important is that people in the church learn to listen to each other and encounter those with different views to themselves. This is a countercultural message at a time of increasing polarization where social media makes it so easy to become imprisoned in an echo chamber. But it does require a reinvention of the church and an overhaul of the internal culture where for so long the difficult topics have been put to one side. It strikes me that some of the opposition to the German Synod and the topics that they are addressing has become a kind of proxy war over the Francis papacy and the whole idea of a synodal church. Cardinal Gregg, while being cautious about the German Synod, does not share the fears that are being expressed. Disagreements can take place among the bishops because the church has the Pope, the successor of St. Peter, who is the guarantor of unity. It seems that some of the bishops who are opposing the German Synod just don't really trust Pope Francis.
a lot of criticism of the German synodal way. You could say open disagreement between bishops over this. Does that concern you? This is synodality, no? I mean, synodality offers that particular space where we can share our fears and our joys, our certainties and our doubts, our dreams. Obviously, there are dreams that can be realized, others that cannot. There are dreams that can be realized tomorrow, others need more time. No? But again, personally, nothing really worries me insofar as we respect the fundamental principles of the Catholic Church. What I mean, that uh, bishops have their ministry uh, in the local churches. Bishops are not freelancers, but they form part of the College of Bishops, no? And then the College of Bishops is united with Peter. The leaders of the church are being asked to kind of reimagine their role in some ways. Would you say that, that that's true? What do we mean when we say leaders of the church? <laughs> we, we, are, we are called to serve, to serve the ecclesial community. And I think this is one of the uh, very positive signs, no, of a, an ecclesial community, that there is somebody placed by God to guide it. Mm. to help the community to reach a conclusion. Sure. This is the service of a parish priest and, and the, the, a bishop in his diocese and Peter yeah. in the church. I, I remember um, in an interview once so, someone started an interview with you and said, Your Eminence, and you said, Well, don't call me Your Eminence. <laughs> is this part of the synodal style? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's my style. But the point is about being a servant leader. This is not my style or yeah. my opinion. This is the gospel. This is Jesus now. Jesus, I mean, now we will be celebrating the Holy Week now. And uh, one of the important moments is when Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. This is our call. There are some uh, people wary of the synod who say, well... When Pope Francis leaves, this will all stop and we can do something different. What do you say to that? First of all, um, it really hurts me when somebody um, makes such a comment. Because it means that we are still not convinced that synodality is a must for the church. Secondly, who is thinking on these lines now? Um, sorry, it has no future. Why? Because synodality is not <laughs> the dream of Francis. Synodality belongs to the nature of the church. And what Francis is doing is only helping us to get to know better who the church is. What keeps you going during this process? that there is a lot of enthusiasm. And I agree what the Holy Father says, that this is the future for the church. So if I can contribute even 0 0.001, 
<laughs> to this uh, synodal adventure, I am more than happy because I am uh, a player no, in this uh, adventure that is laying the foundations for the church for tomorrow. In the next episode, I will be looking at the German Synod in more detail and asking just why it is facing so much opposition from outside of Germany. The Church of Radical Reform podcast is supported by the Centre for Catholic Studies at the University of Durham in partnership with The Tablet. Thank you for listening.